Corner Potatoes are good for you with the Nita Levels, a podcast exploring the soul's journey through all things spiritual and sensual. And how our soul perceives our lived experiences as we navigate our journeys back home. Corner Potatoes are good for you, my friend. So come on in here. Let's talk about it. Well, well, here we are once again. I think it's really important that you understand me and how I think because we're going to start bringing on guests and we're going to start exploring different ideas of spirit and sensuality. But I think it's really cool that you understand what's really helped me to evolve. I believe there's only two main forces in the world. This particular idea has helped me a great deal. It's helped me. This helped me to unravel from so much confusion. It helped to expand my thinking about how I think about myself and how I think about others. And I hope it does the same for you. And I think that this idea and this philosophy can be put in any religion, can be put in any spirit camp, can be put in any metaphysical (laughs) um, theory. I think it just works. I think there's only two forces in the world, and those two forces are this, love and fear. That's it. I have found myself governing myself on this idea that there are only two forces in the world. And at the end of the day, every day that I wake up in the morning, I have to make a decision on how I choose to govern myself. Well, I choose to govern myself out of love which is expansive, which is all about opportunities. Love that says that you're worthy of it all. Love that says that you can. Love that says that you will. Love that says that you're supposed to. (laughs) Or are you going to contract and make the choice to live in fear that says, no, you can't do that or looks at yourself from limitations, or that says, ah, you're too old, or says that you're too fat, or says that you're too black, or says that you're too this. That's fear. Love says you can, fear says you can't. There are fear-based ideologies and there are love-based ideologies. I choose to live my life in love. I try my best to live in love. I try my best to parent out of love-based ideas. I try my best to pray in love-based ideas. I try my best to have all of my relationships be out of love. And one of my favorite, favorite verses out of the Christian tradition, which talks about love, talks about love is patient and kind and it has this one part that says love rejoices in the truth love is also the truth right love tells the truth fear doesn't want to rejoice in the truth don't get me started about where america is right now with not wanting to rejoice in facts and truth (laughs) but love rejoices in the truth love reconciles itself to the truth Fear doesn't. Fear doesn't want to. 
But love does. Love rejoices in the truth. Love is expansive. Fear is lack-based. Love says, I can, I will. Love says, no, you can't, you won't. You see what, You see where I'm going with all this? There are only two forces in the world. We have to make a decision with our made-up mind how we are going to operate in the world. Are we going to operate in the world by looking at ourselves from a place of lack? Are we going to operate in the world by looking at ourselves from a place of abundance? That's love-based. So even when you look at trauma, I say this all the time, and I sincerely believe in my definition of trauma. My definition of trauma is that trauma is a fear benchmark. Something happens. We all have trauma, right? I believe we all. There's, I think that's a part of the lessons of being here on earth is that we all deal with some level and some form of trauma. Which are fear benchmarks. Something happened in our lives. Oftentimes, when we're young, it's children, something will happen It could be something that deals with our safety, our stability. Something may deal with our our needs being met. Something may be dealing with our hunger, shelter, our nurturing, something in that nature, something that makes us feel that we aren't safe. Oftentimes, I'll see trauma in that way. Now, I was a child advocate, legal advocate for many years, and I dealt with a lot of abused children so i know i kind of know a lot of a lot of experience with children um, that have dealt with these levels of trauma and god bless them absolutely amazing humans you hear me absolutely amazing but what i've seen over the years with these beautiful souls is that when this, this, this trauma hits, fear benchmarks happen oftentimes, unfortunately, when these children are young and they don't know how to protect themselves. They didn't even know they needed to, right? Protect themselves. And so there's a fear benchmark that happens. And so... Your brain comes into play. Your brain is all about storage. Your brain is all about memory. Your brain is all about protecting yourself. Your brain stores the memory. Your brain stores the trauma, the fear benchmark of when you were unsafe. And whatever we're going to do, we're going to make sure this never, ever, 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 ever happens to you, baby. And this is when we get into the whole space of working with your inner child, right? When you're working with your, the whole idea of working with your inner child. And this is where your inner child can get wounded. And this is where they become your, your greatest advocate for yourself for the rest of your life. But this is also when they can become your greatest hindrance for the rest of your life as well. So you have a fear benchmark, something that happens in your life. That comes against your, your stability, that threatens your safety. And so you go through life with this fear benchmark or this trauma in your inner child and your brain, which stores this memory, is constantly protecting you. 
And so you're not trusting, let's say it's something, you're not trusting another person or you're not trusting another adult. And so it's hard for you to love or it's hard for you to create attachments with another person or you create unhealthy attachments or you create attachments with people who may be abusive to you or you create attachments to people who may not stay or you create attachments to people who who don't really give you what you need because you don't really expect people to give you what you need because you've really never really had anyone give you what you need. You feel what I'm saying? This is how fear can work in your life. And these are the tentacles of fear, how it can expand in your life and how it can look, it can be so pervasive. Pervasive meaning it can become so many different things in so many different areas in your life. It can spread. And then you have children. Then your children will mirror your, your behaviors and mirror your fear benchmarks and mirror your traumas. Fear is such a powerful energy in the world. It's very powerful. It's very important that we check it immediately. Not just important that we check it immediately, but know where to root. As my, as my people will say down in New Orleans, baby, you got to know where to root. <laughs> know the root. I can't even say it right. The root, the root, the root. Gosh, how to root. The root of fear. When I talk to people sometimes, or even when I talk to myself, because my analysis paralysis, as I talk about in my first, the first episode, and I tell you some of my default behaviors, I have to ask myself, well, Anita, what are you afraid of? Because my default behaviors, it's, it's a tentacle of fear, because I know the root of it is fear. So Anita, what are you afraid of? And you just got to just break it down. And tell yourself the truth. Because a lot of times that truth is etched in something that's not even a thing anymore. And your brain is just doing what it does. Your brain stores information. Your brain is there to store information to protect you, store information. And then you have your inner child saying, uh-uh, baby, we ain't doing that no more. Because remember, the last time we did that, this happened and that happened. So you have all this stuff swirling around. You have your inner child trying to protect you. You have your brain storing the information of this, this fear benchmark that happened. That's fear. That's the energy of fear. It's your brain. But then you have this beautiful, expansive thing called love, right? And I say love is kind of representative of the heart. Love is this beautiful flowing thing, this pumping thing. It's in and out, in and out. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's always moving, moving, moving in the present. Alive, alive. It's moving, moving. Live. It's alive. Present in the moment. Not storing anything, it's just in the moment. Expansive, always moving, love. Saying, yeah, baby, I know what happened to you years ago, but we're still pumping. Bringing it in and taking it out. Bringing it in and taking it out. We're not going to keep that. That happened years ago, but we're just going to keep this moving. Because we're expansive and this is love. And Love says we're going to keep it moving. We're not going to get stuck there. We're going to keep it moving. So think of love as a heart that's just kind of pumping and not the brain that stores. Because the brain is just doing what it does. The brain stores information and memory. 
interesting thing about memory and storage. It doesn't really, it's not even about it being a past or future. It's always the present in the brain. There's really not a construct of time with the brain. It's always present. So so if you're reliving that trauma, it's constantly present. It's like it's happening right here, right now, all the time, you see. So we want to be careful with constantly going back to those traumas and living out of those traumas. We want to try our best to live out of love, the flow of love, the heart pumping of love. Love that says, hey, love never fails. Love rejoices in the truth. Love says, I'm accepting you right here, right now. Love is community. Love doesn't bring any shame or guilt. Right? Love says, yes, I know that happened. Love says, forgive yourself. That's a whole nother podcast, y'all. We got to talk about forgiveness because really forgiveness ain't even got nothing to do with the, the other things or the other person. A lot of times with forgiveness, the crux of unforgiveness is that there in the middle of it, we're not forgiving ourselves. That's a whole nother one. Love says forgive yourself. There's no shame or guilt. There's no shame or guilt. Love is expansive. Love says open up your heart. Throw your shoulders back, baby. Expand your heart. Let love in. Love is expansive. Love is all accepting. Love wants you. Love wants all of you. All the stuff. Because love has seen it all already. Love wants the even the corners of your room, like this the dust. You know when the dust settles in the corners of the room. Love says, "I even want the the dust that's in the corner of the room. I want it all because I've seen it all." That's love. I just really want to encourage you, encourage us. Right, this is something I'm continuing to always, constantly moving to always choose love. The expansive nature, the flowing in and out, pumping of love that says we're going to be in this moment. Love is no shame. There's no guilt. Love is all accepting, all inclusive. That's what love is. So that is something that has really changed my whole idea of myself. That there are only two forces in the world, love and fear. And you can look on the news and you can see them both in operation. You can see love in operation. You can see fear in operation. You can ask yourself, if someone says something, oh, was that love or was that fear? When you see racism, mm, that's fear. You see all the isms, you know that's fear. Capitalism fear, patriarchy fear, all of it, Fear. But when you see unity and when you just see all these other things, you, you see art, you see creativity, you see the truth. You're like, oh, no, damn, that's love right there. Because <laughs> you know what love feels like. So this is a philosophy that I have lived from for like the last, I would say, six years has really revolutionized my inner soul. That there are only two forces in the world. Love and fear. You never mitigate 
your power to anything when it comes to your made-up mind. You make up your mind about how you want to move about the world. You're not a victim to love or fear. At the end of the day, you choose love or fear. You make the choice. Okay? All right now. Hey, we did it. (laughs) That's what I got. Hey, y'all. Stay well. Be good, good to yourself. Peace.